0: Hi guys, welcome back. So it's very exciting because since the last episode has gone live, um, I've hosted my first Get Up and Grow Girl event, uh, which was on Thursday. And so we did a booty class hosted by me. We had some post-workout shakes and healthy treats. And then we went and had a business panel with uh, two business leaders who shared all of their wisdom and advice and experience and it was really, really fun. I enjoyed it so much. And it just made me like 100% sure that I would like to do more of these in the future. And that's where I want to go with this. Um, so definitely planning to do one on a much bigger scale, probably early next year, maybe in January. Um, and hopefully more of you will be able to come. And if you haven't, um, if you didn't see what was going on, I think I'm going to pin the behind the scenes stuff, um, footage and stuff to my highlights on Instagram. Um, So go and have a look at those. If you don't know my Instagram handle, it is at Leela Jasmine Sule and I'll put that in the show notes for you. But back to today, the guest that I was speaking to was the lovely Jamila, um, who is the founder of Slap London, um, a makeup app. I think that's not really giving it justice to describe it as that um, because it's much more than that, but I will not try and explain it here I'll let you just get straight into the conversation um I really enjoyed speaking to Jamila I feel like we were like soul sisters we just I feel like we really uh had a lot in common and I can associate with her journey a lot and hopefully she she probably associated with mine as well um just bear with us a little bit because the sound um something went wrong with the sound and um it's, there's a slight time lag. So sometimes it sounds like a little bit socially awkward because when I speak, um, it's like delayed. So I speak way after. And then Jamila, it sounds like she's speaking before I finished. Um, but yeah, I, you might not have noticed that. But just so you're aware, it's just a little bit of an audio glitch. But I'm pretty sure you're still going to get loads out of this episode. So let's get straight into it.
1: Hi Jamila. Hi. How are you? I'm good thanks. How are you?
0: Fine thank you. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. No problem. So to start can you just introduce yourself maybe a line or two and
1: tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah sure. So I run the Slap app um, which is basically a makeup app. Uh, You take a selfie and it instantly matches you to all of the kind of brands and products that work for you but in your skin tone um, because shopping for foundation is notoriously difficult like offline yes. and online <laughs> so we kind of wanted to simplify the process and make it more you know user-friendly easy for you to kind of do wherever you are and whenever you want to find your foundation or any other beauty products you like
0: yeah I just actually did my own skin tone did you
1: <laughs> yeah Amazing. And I was
0: so fascinated even though I already knew what it did it was still very um exciting <laughs> oh, cool amazing good 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 <laughs>
1: so what um what drew you into to get into that or to start that business well I basically started out as a fashion journalist like I was a proper little fashion kid back in the day um mm. so I left I did a degree in Latin and ancient Greek at UCL which is very random <laughs> um, but I always knew I wanted to be, um, kind of a fashion writer. So after that I went to, um, LCF and did fashion journalism there. Um, mm. yeah, so it was super good. I really like, I met a lot of really interesting people who are kind of doing the same kind of thing or wanted to do the same kind of thing as I did. Um, cause I went to LCF did you? Well. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what year it. did you go? I was there 2010 to 2012. Ah, oh, you were there before me. I'm an old, an old. <laughs> <laughs> old school granny. Um, yeah, so then after that, I kind of started interning and working and writing for like publications. Um, but I also started a blog, which was kind of a fashion blog. None of my friends were reading it at all. I'd share it on Facebook <laughs> every day. No one cared. Um, <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah. I did the same. I think with fashion, it's so niche, but when you're in it, you forget like how like, dedicated and how much you know about the industry and like the designers and stuff that you know the general person just doesn't care they just want to know like what should I be wearing now um so then I started Blush London which is kind of a an online magazine that was fashion and beauty um and through that is where I started going to kind of more press launches mainly in the beauty industry um and kind of talking to PRs and brands And every time I went to a launch of like a new foundation or a new concealer, they'd say, you know, oh, they'd have a light and a medium or they just have like three shades of light. And they'd say, you know, oh, we're launching dark shades soon. And they'd never come. Um, Or, you know, you can rub it in and then I'd look grey. So it was just (laughs) it was quite frustrating that a lot of brands at the time weren't catering, weren't bringing out, you know, products when, you know we 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 live in quite a diverse country and world, um and they weren't really catering to that, so it kind of started getting my juices flowing and me thinking about you know the industry and what it kind of how it makes people feel Because um, so when I was younger, I went to boarding school in West Sussex and um Obviously, in the little town I was in, there was nothing in the boots and the super drugs and things for my shade. Even if brands Mm. like Rimmel, they brought out like a few concealers once um, for dark skin tones. And I tried going in every shop around the town and I couldn't find anything. Um, So as a young person, I'd always have that feeling of like feeling other and feeling kind of left out when me and my friends would go shopping. So all of those things kind of combined. And I just thought, you know what? Going to, the super, going to the department store is impossible anyway because like, you go in there and wh- whatever shade you are, you get matched up and you come out and you're, like, orange or gray Yeah. And you're like, what, what has happened to my face? I've just spent £30 on this um, and then you can't oh, return. it. Yeah. It's just drama. So I just wanted to kind of combine all of those experiences and make an app that kind of makes sure that everyone feels catered to, everyone feels like there's something on there for them and kind of to make the brands know, you know, if you're not going to match to... If you're not going to create products for all skin tones, then we're not going to feature you on our app um, and kind of try and change the industry that way. But then obviously Fenty yeah. Beauty came out and, you know, a lot of brands are already <laughs> doing that now, which is great. So we've got a lot more options.
0: Yeah, I totally associate with the, I sort of mourn the loss of all the clothes I could have bought with the money yeah. that <laughs> got spent on foundations that I could never even wear um, re- and you can't return them. such it's just- a pain pots of half open foundation (laughs) everywhere um but yeah I think it makes a lot of sense especially obviously now brands are much more diverse in terms of what tones they have but but still I think it's knowing it's very hard to to buy them still because you just don't know what it's the bottle doesn't really help you know what it's going to be like on your skin it's true and and even if it does online I can never work out those those little swatches if they're right for me (laughs) Yeah, so that's why when I tried it, I thought it was great that I literally tapped on my skin, for anyone that that hasn't used it yet, and it came up with the shade of my skin, and obviously you can see it there next to you, so you can see that it's right, Yeah. and then it filtered me a load of products, so... I think that's something I haven't seen before which seems like why has no one thought of this before
1: (laughs) that's always (laughs) the response I get honestly that's what people always say because I think it's like a universal thing for all women who buy makeup that it's just a pain in the bum like it's awful yes so absolutely yeah hopefully (laughs) so you
0: kind of you kind of have walked us through your career then I guess yeah so am I right in thinking it was around the time that you were uh, working as a journalist where you decided to where you launched Slab yeah
1: yeah so I kind of launched it when I'd started to kind of move away and I was working more for myself and working more on Blush London Um, and I was kind of you know I had a bit more spare time it was great let me do this so Mm. I just spent literally a year just drawing looking at other apps kind of looking at what features I'd like to use, what features I wouldn't. And like being someone who's always on their phone, I kind of, you know, what kind of things I like and what kind of things I didn't. So kind of just spent a while looking at the industry, looking at, you know, researching other brands, other models, how much people charge. And it's, the beauty industry is actually probably one of the hardest industries to figure out if you're not in it. Um Whereas with fashion, I feel like if you're a young brand, it's fairly easy to kind of you know which shows to go to you know where the buyers are going to be you know which kind of wholesale agencies there are and who you can talk to and things like that but when you're a young beauty brand it's really hard to get picked up by any of the big distributors Um, yeah and so that's why you know in the last few years we've had so many direct consumer brands because they they can't get through to the sephoras and the space and gays or whatever so they just do it on their own and because of social social media now people are just people just jump on it if they like it um so yeah it's it's a bit different now to when I first started out the space has really changed but I think it's probably changed for the better in the sense that user consumers will tell you exactly what they think straight away
0: yeah and the other two the other things that struck me when I thought about your business model and and maybe how it differs from that other fashion business something like which I sort of started myself Um, is that well I guess you've got for your business in particular you've got the whole uh, technology side of it um, which must be I I mean I can't even imagine where you would start (laughs) did you have to have a lot of understanding about that side yourself yeah
1: well I think because I'd and it's really basic but because I'd done you know a couple of blogs and websites myself and set them up I knew a little bit about like HTML and a tiny bit about code, not masses, not enough to actually build anything. But I kind of knew what I was looking for. Um, And then I just kind of interviewed people. I interviewed hundreds of developers and got like I got so much information from them to bring to the next person and then. From the next person to bring to the next person so actually interviewing and talking to loads of developers really helped me kind of know what i needed to do what i needed to use um and what li- little tricks they tell me you know sometimes make sure you put all the code in your own system don't let you know someone else hold your co- code because you know then people can kind of take it hostage which did happen to me a couple of times which was fun oh, no. <laughs> so yeah you do learn a lot but you kind of learn it as you go um so, I would say just kind of get stuck in and try and be as resourceful as you can. I think that's kind of one of my good kind of um personality traits. I'm quite resourceful, so yeah. if I don't know i'll f- find out how to know or find someone who does know and then kind of take it from there really.
0: yeah, I think resourcefulness is probably one of the most useful things you can do yeah. because any other skill if you've got it, you've got it, but with resourcefulness, you can learn anything yeah. literally <laughs> so um so that's kind of one thing I was going to ask you but in terms of you said interviewing interviewing developers was that in a sense of approaching them saying I am starting a business can you help
1: me or were you using your um connections in terms of being a journalist and interviewing them for that job I think my journalist kind of credentials or connections kind of helped when it came to um getting the word out there and letting people know about it but in terms of like, finding the developers, I found that really hard at the beginning. I kind of just put out a few ad posts. So, like, I find Indeed really good because they don't charge oh, yeah. you to like, list stuff. So you can kind of get a gauge, but you know, the people you get on are Indeed aren't always you know, the best. Um, but sometimes you get incredible people who you never would have you know, found otherwise. Um, so I used Indeed. I used um, smart recruiters. Um, and then what I found my first developer on was uh what's the name it's oh I can't remember the name but there's this it's this huge kind of website that you can hire developers Upwork that's what it's called Upwork so you can hire developers designers and you can kind of put on your contracts your terms and then Upwork technically are meant to monitor so you don't kind of pay them until you know the work's been given to you and etc etc but if you kind of list something on Upwork then you get like 50 responses straight away from all over the world and then you kind of start speaking to them figuring out where they are if it's going to work what they've done in the past I definitely would say if you're using Upwork to really look at the reviews because the guy I used he his reviews weren't great but he was kind of the only one who could do who had kind of an idea of the technology we wanted to use um so I just went with him and then he was a complete freak so oh no a complete freak so you know if I'd looked properly and done my due diligence in that respect I don't think um I would have had as much issues that I did but you know sometimes you're desperate and you just want to get things done straight away um so yeah it's a bit hard to try and figure out which one to go with but I'd say just kind of read as many reviews if you know if they, they've kind of got links to people who've worked with them before maybe get in touch with them and just double check that they are what they say they are um and then yeah
0: yeah I think with things like that it's it's that better done than perfect thing and I suppose yeah. although it really isn't ideal you learn from that yeah. and just now you'll have a better idea totally since of how to approach that type of situation yeah completely but when you um Listed these these ads. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you find that for the interviews? I mean, did you find that people were willing to talk to you and yeah
1: help you out, or well, was yeah. it something that you had to Absolutely. pay for? Absolutely. In for, terms of the... um, kind of getting them on board, you know, if you've got budget, you can get anyone. That's something I've definitely learned in in fashion and beauty, in just life. <laughs> If you've got budget, everything's easy. If you've got no budget, then good luck. It's going to be tricky, especially getting someone to work for free. Like my my dad kind of advised that I should get people to do sweat equity and kind of, you know, work in your company and just hope that they'll get shares. But I think in all honesty, that kind of ecosystem has gone now. I don't think that people really are willing to do that. You know, everyone's got bills and rent to pay and, you know, it's a big ask unless they're like a best friend from school or something and you're in it together I do think it's quite tricky to get people to work for sweat equity these days um so yeah um I've gone on a bit of a tangent but um
0: yeah no 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 I I agree I think that um probably I imagine when you were a student it might have been the same but when I was it was still just about okay to intern and for free and we all had an internship where we didn't get paid but then even by the time I was leaving uni yeah there was less and less of that and they were the companies weren't really allowed to do it as much and that type of thing so so that does make it harder for small businesses um but I I mean for me I usually find that if you can exchange a service that's a good way to to work around things so if you have a lot of connections say that you're uh, just an example graphic designer and somebody else is a coder then maybe they can yeah, code for exactly. you and you can design for them or something really like that but um yeah and then that way you still feel like you're something from that um so what inspired you to to launch the app was it i know you've mentioned the um the issue of shade diversity and and um also the, yeah. the problem with matching skin tones or had you always wanted to be an entrepreneur yeah that's a really good like question
1: this? and I don't think you realize that you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur until you become one um, it's really strange like when I was very very young at school I <laughs> I created this like fr- friendship bracelet band um company and I was like six years old and I got all I'm really like quite evil because I got all my friends to make friendship bracelets and then I'd sell them (laughs) which is like pretty ruthless (laughs) oh my (laughs) god I know wow I feel like that's gonna go well so So that was (laughs) a kind of early indicator but I didn't really think about it um, I just knew I loved fashion and I loved watching shows and I just wanted to write about fashion and clothes. That's all I cared about. I just wanted to be editor of Vogue and write about clothes. That's it. Um, so I didn't really think <laughs> I was going to be an entrepreneur, kind of my late teens, early 20s. Um, but I, when you read stories from entrepreneurs, they all say that they are terrible at part time jobs and always get sacked and, and terrible. at Like they're good, hardworking people, but for some reason when it comes to jobs, like little jobs, they just don't really care and they always get fired and, you know, they're always late. That was me. Like I literally, I've worked in every single industry you (laughs) think of, everything. Like from being a a um, (laughs) theatre, someone who works in a theatre and kind of ushers you to your seat, from being like a barmaid, being Um, a wholesale fashion person to being like um, working in, university of arts doing retail operations in their shops like the gift shops like the randomest things like <laughs> you'd think of and I, I pretty much got sacked from every job I've ever had um yeah literally no <laughs> it used way to be like a thing when I was, young. I was like, oh jam you've yeah. got got sacked this week how long did you last there two days okay great um so I think I always had an issue with working <laughs> for someone else and I always just kind of want to do my own thing um and do it the way I want to do it which is kind of what an entrepreneur is like they're kind of a bit um selfish in that respect they just want to do what they want to do when they want to do it in their own space in their own time um but I do think a lot of people have become like that you know we've got like a whole different work set up now everyone wants to be freelance everyone's co-working everyone wants to be kind of a bit more relaxed in their work workplace environment um, so I think yeah I don't think I'm yeah. alone <laughs> but um I would definitely say no. yeah I I think I always knew but I didn't know in a way um but yeah as soon as I started I was like oh yeah I like this because I can just research when I want draw when I want write when I want you know take meetings yeah it is it really is I really is. Why don't you as well, start, I <laughs> ever want to go back
0: um yeah because I always wanted to work for someone else as in I just didn't want the it didn't yeah. sound fun to me that level of risk and I was always I was the opposite that when I was at school, I was just such a geek. And I was always like uh, <laughs> asking for homework and being like the biggest dork ever. And in jobs as well, I'd always like, I'd yeah, wanna, I'd really want to make a good impression. And then something just switched when I started working because yeah. I, I do personal training. As it when I started doing that on the side, it was a, a taste of like, you know, freelance and yeah. being in charge of your own income and that type of thing. And then in my office job at the time, I just found myself like suddenly unable to focus, (laughs) sat there planning out my own things, planning my blog posts, planning my clients, (laughs) and then just becoming a bad employee. And that was when I knew I'm going to have to, I'm not going to be able to work for someone else.
1: Um, So, yeah, for all those people, I think, I get it, (laughs) like, you know, kick themselves because they're like terrible employees. You're just an entrepreneur, baby. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just live the dream.
0: That's all it is. Um, so I know that starting a business from the ground, yeah. which is, I guess, essentially what you've done, is definitely not easy. But are there any ways of working that you've picked up along the way that have made it more manageable or productive? Um, I would say, like,
1: I, I'm someone who always likes to, like, the where I'm, what, like, wherever I am really affects how I work so like, my work environment does really affect me um and I quite like being out and about I don't you know why I just have always been that person
0: <laughs> yes, so, yeah so yeah well. like
1: finding a space you feel comfortable to work like I've been to a lot of coffee shops in London and I know which ones I like which ones I don't like um, which ones do I like the grind in Covent Garden's nice um, Scarlet Green in Soho is really good um, and you'll just find spots where you know feel comfortable and feel productive and I think that's kind of crucial. Like, wherever you feel most productive is where you should be. Like, it doesn't matter if it's not in an office or at a desk. Um, so yeah. No, Are you I'm Anko, not actually. I'm just a random person that just pops up.
0: <laughs> I've, yeah, I've always been like that. But what I, I don't know if you feel this, but sometimes yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm overstaying my welcome. And so that's why I got on Anko because you literally that's can much book better. to be there. And you don't even have to buy coffee. That's much you better. You can just go and sit there and not feel guilty about buying anything. I'm going to do that. Okay, cool. So that have a look. <laughs> awesome. And um, yeah, if you listen to the other okay, episodes, fantastic. we reviewed them,
1: so you can see which one <laughs> you want to you want to go to. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I can't remember what the question was, like, but I think I hope I answered it.
0: So, ways of working. Yeah. I guess the main one is environment. Then, any other things that you find? help you to yeah I guess it could even be practical things in relation to your business
1: yeah I suppose being Being resourceful resourceful and also kind of being kind of what's the best word I'd say being as flexible as possible because things always change and um you know try not to tie yourself down too much but I would also say that completely contradicts what I just said is plan (laughs) so like I always like my calendar is my guide if it's not in the calendar then it's not happening um which is kind of how I work but I would say you do need to be a bit flexible so always give some give yourself some room um
0: I think that makes sense I plan everything perfectly but then yeah exactly to completely change and okay so moving on from that I assume that starting a business is quite um like funding is usually tight if that's fair to assume for your business so is there any way are there any ways that you've managed to work around the issue of funding yeah I guess again be resourceful um to to overcome that so you can still make I'd say that
1: when I first launched I had like a little bit of seed money from my dad which was so helpful he basically paid for the first version of the app um and then paid for my first launch party and then he was like okay great you're on your own and I was like oh okay well that makes things a bit tricky (laughs) because I've just launched this big thing with my head this huge thing that's going to be huge and I'm going to be a billionaire um but how can I get from there to billionaire with no money um so I was really, really just kind of stumped. Um, and I didn't expect it because I, I was expecting a little, another injection or two just to kind of keep me in flow. Um But that didn't really happen. Yeah. So kind of after that, after I'd launched, I kind of just went with the flow and just tried to do the best I could. Um, you know, just trying to get everything for free, trying to get as many people to kind of collaborate with me as they could, all the people I knew in the industry, um, but I realized, as I kind of said to you, you know, when we spoke the other day is I had a lot of issues with my developers. So look, when I officially launched in February, um, we were supposed to just keep building, and keep improving for the rest of that year. But it never really happened. And all of the things that I've been asking them to do and begging them to do, um, they just weren't doing it. And it was really frustrating because I'd kind of launched properly and I was happy with the version I'd launched at that time but I knew there was still a lot of kind of holes and flaws in it and I didn't want them to kind of, you know, be there for too long. I didn't want it to get stale. Um, So it was really frustrating and and literally the whole of that year nothing happened. Um, So it wasn't really until the beginning of this year that I found a new dev team. Um, I actually, funny story, hopefully she doesn't hear, but um, you know, most of most apps, when you, when you buy, when you use a kind of a lone developer, you, you're up to about 10K. Um, and I said this to my friend. Um, I put a thing on Facebook, like, anyone know any developers? Blah, 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 blah. I'm really desperate to find someone new. Um, and she actually turned out, she worked for a developer and she was like, yeah, we'll do it for you. Mates rates, blah, 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 blah. So this was in like December of last year. I was like, great, awesome, sold. Um, and she was like, what's your budget? And I was like, look, 10k is my max budget and that is a push I'm only saying 10k because you're an agency um and I know you know agencies are always a bit more she was like okay fine don't worry leave it with me literally five months came and went and then she came back to me with an estimate of (laughs) 40,000 and I literally almost had a heart attack because I just thought I've wasted the last five months of the new year when I was supposed to be launching I was hoping to launch before the beginning of summer And so that was just completely a a flop. Um, So then I finally found another dev team and they're now working on the new version, which hopefully will be out by the end of this year. Um, But yeah, it was really difficult. And with that, because I knew I had to get another, um, I knew I had to get some, another version, I had to get some more money. I started working in property Um, and it started with me temping like a couple of days a week. And then when I got this quote of, 40k um I started to freak out because I was like wow I'm really gonna have to work really hard to try and find forty thousand pounds that's like what people would spend on a house um so I started working full-time and I literally gave my whole self to my day job um and only now I'm starting to slowly just kind of move away from it because the new developers I've got I've now earned enough to kind of pay for them um so, yeah, it, it has been a really difficult year. And I think like when you launch something and you just stop, even though, you know, I'm still putting out content, I'm still adding more products. It's still got so many flaws in the app at the moment that it's very frustrating. You can't really share it with the press too much because it's not really great as it is. It's not perfect. Um, so I'm just hoping that, you know, by the end of this year, everything will go well and I can kind of launch the new app and then really start focusing my attentions back on slap and leave the day job but yeah it, it is yeah. hard when you're trying to finance yourself and then you get random like huge numbers and You're like oh my god how am I gonna pay for this um
0: yeah it just shows what a big yeah. personal investment it is, like sacrifice as well yeah. that you've kind of had to work And you build up a big pot of savings, which I suppose somebody could spend on a mortgage, like you say, on a a down payment. But that gets you, obviously, something that you really want, but then it's gone on that. And (laughs) And that's the risk. (laughs) That's the risk. And I totally associate as well with what you say about um, it's very frustrating when things don't move forward. And when I was doing this fashion business, I had a similar thing that I launched. I think it was in October of last year. Yeah, and then I thought great the orders are going to come flooding in yeah. and obviously it wasn't as easy as that at all and it was like oh yeah a little bit of a tumbleweed completely. moment <laughs> and then things started to pick up and then I thought okay I need to bring out yeah because I just brought out one style and I thought okay I need to bring out the next range and I was speaking to factories and spending ages sending things back and forth for yeah. months it was just silence on the website nothing else coming out and then you get the cost prices and they were just yeah nothing that could be affordable yeah. and would make any profit at all and um and then you're like oh <laughs> yeah. no everyone's just been waiting for months and it, it is really hard as a, yeah. as a startup to keep it coming and keep it busy and I think when I looked at what Slap's doing what's really good is that you have so much content yeah. in terms of like almost like blog content um which keeps I guess your your user engaged yeah. while they're waiting for new releases so things about um yeah you know makeup videos and stuff like that Oh,
1: thank you. So I think you've done that really well.
0: <laughs> and maybe that can be something that people can take away from it is when you don't have uh, maybe new products or new um, yeah. services or features, you can yeah, always exactly. be resourceful and uh, and think about lifestyle content yeah. or build, a, build yeah. a brand rather than just yeah. a service. Um, so yeah. having a day job as well, do you find it difficult balancing the two? Or have you got tips for maybe yeah, juggling multiple Yeah, I, I do find it
1: difficult. Like, in adventures. all honesty, and hopefully none of my ex-employers are listening to this, but when <laughs> when I started out in property <laughs> temping like, late last year, I was I was doing my own work. Like, I had no shame because I'd be there for, like, a day or two days, and they don't really want to train you because whatever, you're just filling in. So I'd sit on the computer, and I would work all day on content, on Slack, on... <laughs> everything i was like mom this is amazing i'm getting paid to work she was like keep it up I was like, great um then i got into to another <laughs> job that was totally away from the desk and it was just like oh crap what am i gonna do like i can't do any of my stuff so i was like i'm gonna go back into you know the desk sales side um which is the job i'm in now um but because of the company i'm in and because of things that happened i literally went from you know just like a sales negotiator whatever to now I managed managed the whole building so (laughs) I know which is a real achievement if that's what you want to end up doing but it's kind of a bit frustrating if you know this is supposed to be your side hustle and it's become like taken over your life like I literally wake up thinking about my day job and it I I literally hate myself a little bit because I'm like this you're not supposed to care this much it's really frustrating um So only recently in the last couple of weeks, am I really kind of aware of how invested I've been and really trying to step away. And every time I'm home in the evenings, I do slap work or I usually say my weekends, but my weekends I work um, the day job. So Mondays and Tuesdays are generally the days that I can do slap stuff. Um, And I'm hoping that, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to make that, you know, three days on, three days off um, and try and read rebalance things a bit but yeah I would say be careful because it is very easy to kind of get sucked into the day job and forget that that's not you know the goal the end goal um so yeah that's my only advice just don't do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) so this is a bit of a tangent, but would you say you've changed like running Slack has maybe changed you because it sounds like now you're not the girl that gets fired yeah. but
1: you're the girl that gets promoted. Yeah, to, it's really weird. To I, I'm really shocked that I'm still there. Um and where I am in the company now, it's really just baffled me. i just wasn't expecting this. Um and I think I would say Slap's changed me in a way because I'm because I'm so in it with Slap, because I'm so focused and I'm like I know everything about Slap obviously because it's mine, but I'm very dedicated to it and that I think that work ethic has kind of pushed into the property stuff but in a way the property stuff has really helped me um become a bit more of an aggressive businesswoman when it comes to slap um because property is just yeah ruthless and it's such a man's world and it's just such a, a certain type of old man's world that you have to just speak up and you have to be really authoritative and you have to just hold your ground and really fight a lot of people. Um, and I think that's made me a bit more ballsy, which I I think is really going to help me next year when, you know, I'm moving with Slab and taking it all over the country, um, and dealing with brands. Because I think when you come from a fashion background, um, you're so, um, you're kind of built to be very like, Please, Brand, Could I please potentially maybe, if you wouldn't mind, work with you? Or could I please maybe get paid just a little <laughs> bit? That would be ever so kind. Whereas in this Absolutely. industry, it's just like, I want it, I need it, now do it, thanks. So I think that's actually, it's yeah. been a blessing in disguise in some ways, and hopefully next year I'll just be like a gangster boss, just like, meow, meow, meow. Um, that's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love that attitude because... I'm so big yeah. on the whole loss equals gain thing and finding the positive and the learning experience in, in anything yeah. that maybe isn't what you envisioned or isn't ideal. And I think that's really it's a really practical one that makes a lot of sense is that sometimes working in a professional environment, even though you're, you know, such a free spirit in terms of yeah your entrepreneurial side, we gain things that maybe we can't gain from yeah. from going on our own. Like you learn from other people and like you say the, the company yeah. culture you learn from from that
1: so do you think
0: would you recommend people who maybe want to go out on their own yeah. do work for someone else
1: for I would and I'd say like because I'd worked a lot in fashion um doing like I'd basically done every aspect of the industry so styling like uh creative wholesale e-com all of that and I could happily launch a business in in fashion knowing what I was doing and I think when it came to beauty, I was a bit more like a fish out of water. I only knew the kind of writing side and I had no idea about markups or even what the process is about kind of getting brands on board. Um, so I was kicking myself a bit, actually, when I started that I didn't, you know, even if it was for a month or two, go to another brand or go to a company um, that I thought, thought was a competitor or someone who inspired me um and got a bit more um background so I would I would advise doing that if you if you have the time
0: yeah my mum <laughs> always tells me uh, like you should just go and work for someone else yeah. for a bit and then you can get experience and, and I'm always no, like no. so I hope she doesn't hear this episode because she's gonna tell but I have yeah. done it for not for very long but that's for plenty. a year or so here and that's there, plenty um beforehand <laughs> so yeah that's what I'm gonna say if <laughs> she um okay so so what can you I don't know if you can oh, yeah. tell us anything Ooh. or if it's all top secret but what are your hopes for the future well, With, with your business, I definitely
1: would say in the last year whilst I've been kind of in this limbo period I've seen the audience of slap really shift um so we were we launched in the UK obviously and had you know global reach in the sense of, you know it's an app anyone can download it if they want to um and so we were really UK focused. But in the last year, like now the US has become our top country or region, which is really surprising and something awesome. I've always wanted because eventually I want to run away to LA and live the dream, <laughs> you know, walk up the hills, <laughs> drink juice, just like live my best life. Of course. Um, so, so that was really exciting. So I think um, it's always been in the plans to kind of launch in other countries with their own kind of slightly more tailored to them edition of slap and um, so eventually i would like to kind of have an africa edition and a united states edition and then like a south america edition um and then um most importantly i would like to launch you know a cosmetics line through slap where we kind of somehow make bring technology into makeup even more but that is not even in the kind of near future yet that's like way 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 back um but coming up we do have our finally we've got our version three coming up so the update I've been waiting for for over a year (laughs) Um, so it's going to be called v3 um and it's going to basically um be more about our user uh because I really want to know about everyone's makeup routines I want to know what everyone's doing I want to know what their favorite products are what they like using why they don't like it why they like it Um, kind of like YouTube I love YouTube I got really into it when I was launching the app um, and it kind of helped me in terms of knowing what other comp, what other products other girls like to use and what their favorites are and why um, so I kind of wanted to bring that into slap um, and also kind of bring in the daily kind of update features so you kind of tell us what you're wearing and show us what makeup you've got on that day and kind of make it make the v3 into more of a slap beauty community and just being solely focused on makeup beauty skincare um but mainly makeup and just kind of getting people talking to each other about what they like what they don't like you know putting the brands to rights and and just sharing awesome fun content so that is what v3 is going to be we're also going to update um going to be improving our matching even more so that you can get even a more precise match um and that's it really yeah so video is the future um and kind of just learning from each other which we're already doing but in a way that's less you know this is the self i want to show the world more just this is me um
0: yeah i think there's definitely a gap in the market for that because obviously yeah. you've got the social media platforms but they're a bit more it's almost like so it's so public that yeah they're very polished and whereas this is so niche yeah that I feel like it could be almost like a yeah. little secret like just being with your girls yeah, that's just one just for your girls um, we you don't have exactly because it does get a in bit intense
1: sometimes you feel Sounds like really good I feel under pressure to post on Instagram all the time um and it's just not a nice feeling that anxiety and worrying will people like it will I get any likes will it be embarrassing if I only get five likes like who cares <laughs> who really cares yeah
0: <laughs> exactly so, that I, hope like so. I hope so I hope so
1: maybe off a little bit yeah so we'll see Excited. I would tell you when it will be launching but you know after everything I've just said <laughs> you, you never know don't
0: want exactly. to <laughs> tie yourself to a strict timeline fair enough Okay, so I'm going to ask you what do you think your most important lesson that you've learned throughout your career is?
1: Um, And I don't know whether maybe we've Uh, already covered it. I'd say um, follow your gut in the sense that, like, if you feel like something's going to be a a big thing, even if it's not a big thing yet, go for it, because sometimes you're just ahead of the game. um, And that's not a bad thing, because by the time you've kind of ironed out the kinks, everyone's ready to kind of receive it. And so I would say, you know, follow your gut and follow your instincts. Definitely don't give up because I've had so many moments where it's just like, oh, God, is this even worth it. Like these people are just stressing me out. I'm getting so many gray hairs. It's not worth this life. But you just have to keep going because you've got to believe that what (laughs) you initially set out to do can be achieved. Um, Because if you're not going to do it, no one else is going to do it. You're the only person that can realize your own vision um so I'd say that don't give up and yeah. I would just say you know prepare for delays whatever you're doing prepare for if you're a freelancer you know you're not going to get paid on time prepare if you're a, an app develop app you know developer like us you know things aren't going to go to plan be prepared always give yourself more time um because people are slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's very that's very yeah. practical
0: everyone can probably relate to that And then the final one, which I ask everyone, is what they perceive as the growth factor. And the grow factor is basically the branded term for the podcast that represents a key trait or a practice or a mindset or just any sort of factor that you think somebody has that will enable them to get to where they
1: want to be. So it's like saying like, oh, she's yeah. got the she's I got think the someone actor. who's like <laughs> super determined, like just ballsy, will just do whatever it takes, however they can do it. um But not everyone's like that. um I'm not even like that all the time. Like I'm only like that with like when I've got someone with me, it's really weird. Like if I'm on my own, I'm really shy. But if someone's with me, I'm really like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Yeah, you just, yeah you just need a little bit of backup. Um, so I Sometimes. would say, you know, try and be as determined as you can. But I would also say, when you feel like it's time to quit, don't. <laughs> because it, what I've noticed from, you know, launching an online magazine <clears throat> and other things in life, just in general, it usually takes about three years for something to pop off. So I'd say, you know, if by the second year you're getting frustrated, that's because it's, you're gearing up to that third year and I always find that everything I've done or other business I've watched the third year is the turning point so I think that'll probably be my growth factor give it three years and if it's still not popping off it probably won't
0: I like that Yay! That's,
1: so <laughs> that's really good, oh, good.
0: <laughs> I like I, I quite like yeah in my mind like a plan <laughs> and that gives me one and also it relates to something that I heard on a different podcast which was if you're going to quit Make sure you quit yeah. on a good day, I really think that's one. what you're what you're saying in a different sense, which is that if things are going dif- if things are going a bit slow or things are a bit difficult, yeah. don't quit because it's only if things are going yeah. really well and you still want to quit that you <laughs> that's know, really good. Yeah, that's you've got a, really a real reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. I'm gonna yeah! remember that <laughs> three year rule. Yeah, <laughs> I myself do, a bit of a break. First year, it's like. Ooh. Exciting, everyone's interested. Second year, everyone's like, yeah. We heard about this last year. Third year it's Very like true.
0: established. Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's going in the uh yes. girl, girl Hall of Fame. In. Well done. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking no the time. Problem. I've really enjoyed oh, it. It's crazy that we've never met, but I feel like I can relate to a lot of what yeah. you've said. I'm fine yelling. <laughs> coffee definitely coffee. definitely and
1: bring jazz shout out jazz <laughs> yes
0: yeah shout out to jazz for bringing us together
1: <laughs> awesome. amazing
0: well I'll let you get back to um your work but maybe before you go if you can tell everyone where they can find you And yeah slap. sure so you can find slap
1: at slap s-l-a-p-p-l-d-n on instagram twitter and all of those fun social media places um and you can download the app on itunes or at the google play store and it's sla pp with a full stop yes i'm going yeah to go, go it's very find it fun. <laughs> and v3 will be coming soon don't ask me when but it's coming soon <laughs> it's coming at, <laughs> at some, some point, some point. So, yes amazing
0: thank <laughs> you no so much problem. Jamila. Thanks so much S- speak, speak, to, speak you later.
1: to you soon bye